Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello to you. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance on the 31st of August, the final day of the month, Annette. The month, reporting season, winter, goodbye. See you, winter. <laughs> I actually treated myself and walked downstairs for a little bit this afternoon, which I never do. And yeah, the, it, it was so nice outside here in Sydney. I highly recommend, I have to say, I pop out for a little 10-minute lap of uh, Crown non-casino yeah. just, to, just <laughs> to clear my head and uh, it, was a, it was a good one today. Yeah, really, really good. All right, was it a good one for the market all in said and done? It You've was. Been recently off air, up by four-tenths of a percent. That's actually not bad. It was a bit of a sluggish start, but we seem to get a bit of momentum. But as we say, end of reporting season, month end, sometimes gets yeah. a little noisy. But I have to say, given the lead from the US with lower interest rates, no talk of higher rates, that really gave, like, for example, tech the whole tech mm-hmm. sector had an absolute cracker. So some of it was based on underlying fundamentals as well. Appen was one of the better performers today, but you did mention reporting season there. So I think we should just start there. Look, there were big and small companies mm. out today. Lots of them, in fact. Dubber was one. It was up by close to 10%, again, in that tech space as well. Uh, Regis, Regis Healthcare did pretty well, up by 6.6%. Shaver Shop, yeah, that little... That little, little groomer, yeah, yeah. the little company the pandemic, that could, the little company that could, um, you know, really managing that online transition well. Webjet had a trading update out at by four percent. Look, that's all the the ones that moved to the upside. But um, look, I'm not going to go through them all. But Miso Blast really did disappoint. Shares down by fifteen percent. Oh, was ten last I looked. No, oh. fifteen by the end of the session. Not so that's nice. a pretty poor reaction to the result. There's so many unknowns. When it comes to that company, Bubs looked to China. Elmo Software was down by two-tenths of a percent. I didn't read that report. I'll have to do so. I believe we've got the CEO on bright and early tomorrow morning. So <laughs> I'll go through that in detail tonight. Boy, the fun never stops. Um, Harvey Norman, Annette, down by 3.4%. Paid back JobKeeper, though. Well, the, the the feedback is he received 22 and paid back 6. So... Mm. Some of it sounds like a bit of lip service to an enormous campaign for profitable businesses to pay back JobKeeper, particularly when you're handing out dividends. It's like, yeah. really, dividends underwritten by the Australian taxpayer, a little bit on the nose. So I'm not saying that's why the share price is down. I was two, two plus percent last time I saw. But uh, yeah, the optics didn't quite match the generosity that they uh, could have delivered. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it was sort of, uh, yeah, got backed into a corner on that one. And I was imagining, you know, the conversations between Katie Page, the CEO, and, and the chair and how that must have gone down. But uh, yeah, annual profit rose. It did flag recent lockdown impacts. It was, guess what? It was the stock of the day. So Koshi sat down with his expert guests uh, and they had a little bit of a chin wag. 
Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and Mark Moreland from Team Invest. Here's what they had to say. Business has done very well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It passes all of our uh, filters. So on the financial metrics, it's all very good. The good thing about retail generally is the PEs are all no different to what they were before we had the impact of uh, interest rates crashing and free money. So they're, they're, it's a sector of the market which is actually quite good value. So I'd say, uh, Harvey Norman, I couldn't say it's not a buy at the moment. I, I'd say it's a buy. You can't ask for a, a better result. It's really hard to go past Harvey Norman. I wouldn't go past it. I would buy it at the current level. It is a buy for us at Motley Fool Share Advisor, I should disclose. Uh, I don't own any shares myself. Um, but yeah, I, look, it's, you know, it's, it's too cheap to pass up, given, mm. as Mark's already said, that the, the pre-pandemic price isn't, isn't that different. Sales are up. Uh, business is strong. It's, it's really hard to find anything to dislike about Harvey Norman. It even repaid the JobKeeper. You look across the board. I, I don't know. If you, if you don't buy Harvey Norman at, at eight or nine times earnings, I can't find much more for you to buy. Yeah. So that's the verdict on Harvey Norman. You've got your thumbs up, and it's going in the portfolio. It is a double buy from both analysts means it's in. All right. Uh, in the broader market on the 200, we had NextDC doing really well today. We also had Linus looking pretty sweet. We have um, a lot of digestion, let's say, going on in the wake of reporting season. I saw and was doing really yeah, well. I interviewed that CEO, what well, feels like days mm. ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're still having a, a big push. And, of course, COVID and non-COVID, they've got a good strategy there. Yeah, we've got um, a couple of interviews that you can access via the show notes. Just verdicts, verdicts coming through on um, on some of the reporting season results. You know, it, t- it does take a while to go through them all in a lot of detail. And, of course, the brokers weigh in. That helps form opinions and yeah, where the market takes it as well. I had a great chat. Um, yeah, David Lane, Aud Manette, gave us uh, – he said the overall reporting season was a B plus. Mm-hmm. It's uh, as in the COB. Gave us a couple of A plus, cu- gave us a couple of C minus. So click on that link to find out what they were. But I have to say the insurers were the shining light in, uh, in David's eyes. Yeah, well, that's what John Lockton from Wilson Advisory, this is one of the interviews in the newsletter as well, or you can access via the show notes. He's cooling his jets on the banks, <laughs> um, but he is looking for opportunities in the insurers and some of the smaller names in the financial space. But yeah, he's, he thought it was a pretty strong reporting season overall, and that seems to be the verdict um, amongst the people that we've spoken to thus far. More to come. More to come yeah, on us. It's, it's a tough one because we've been through lockdowns, reopens, all sorts of challenges that we're facing now, and yet we're celebrating a bumper reporting season. So I think it's too quick to dismiss the coming year as, oh, it's COVID, it's lockdowns. It's like, well, we've seen a fair bit of that before. So I don't know. I'm just natural optimist, I think. Well, it's <laughs> nice. Well, Scotty's out of lockdown. Maybe yeah, he's Scotty's a bit more optimistic <laughs> today. Scotty's 15 say. day quarantine is over. Hooray. I felt positively uh, too sugary sweet sometimes when I was beside Cuddy, Scotty in this very room, Annette. Uh, but uh, we wish Scotty well and uh, we miss him, but uh, we're really excited for him enjoying some time. Um, look, you're talking about consumers potentially in your optimism you know we we are pretty cashed up a lot of us yeah that's the thing and um i as you always try to make sure my views are are small i'll try to flesh this out tomorrow after the gdp resort report but consumers are 55 to 60 percent of gdp and remember we started this year saying there was like 30 to 40 billion dollars worth of money sitting there doing nothing the analysis is there's another 50 billion dollars worth of dividends and buybacks coming 
We need consumers to be confident enough to spend it. And if that's the case, we can stop talking about this, you know, double dip recession, gloom and doom and, you know, and get on with it. But, you know, let's let's see. Let's see what the <laughs> GDP result holds tomorrow. But also, this is one thing that I always think in relation to the RBA, you know, meets next Tuesday. Some CBA for one expects the bank or the central bank to pause no. on its plan for tapering. But I think it's pretty it, universal now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, walking back the tapers. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that just a red flag? I mean, doesn't that kill confidence when you know that the central bank is taking such a such a stance? Well, the the ironic thing is they haven't actually done anything. They True. The RBA announced they were going to do something and now they're not. So the actual – At Im- the same pace, yeah. I suppose. So, yeah. at the, so the actual impact on financial conditions and monetary policy is totally unchanged. All they've done is walk back forward guidance, which is now widely expected. So it's it'll be an interesting one. It does make uh, next Tuesday – Live, We've got a whole bunch of, of analysts to report it for you uh, on the spot. But I think all we'll be looking for is, are they buying at $5 billion a week? Yes. Okay, move on. Mm-hmm. And I think too, we get in our little bubble sometimes. We don't realize that taper timetable doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Not to the person on, on Main the street. street. Yeah, no. <laughs> on the high street, which of course are empty right now. Sure are. In many, many parts of this beautiful country. So we do get GDP tomorrow. Um, Look, that's that's probably the best of it. There's no real blockbuster data. No, we had a lot of data today, uh, mm-hmm. some of that feeding into GDP. One was much stronger than expected, which is government spending, which is what governments are supposed to do when it looks like private activity is uh, pausing the government steps up. So they're adding nearly three quarters of a percentage point to that GDP number. So that created a lot of upward momentum now hardly anybody is looking for a negative number tomorrow speaking of confidence Mm -hmm. then just not having a negative number would be a good start and say well look we had a good quarter Mm -hmm. now let's let's keep going also today um building approvals fell but don't forget all that activity from home builder we Mm -hmm. had blockbuster numbers on the back of that so neither here nor there but it is worth mentioning that credit was really strong owner occupied credit 0.9 of a percent again so Mm -hmm. it's not investors it's it's sort of not the peripheral market it's real people really buying into homes it's super super strong numbers and then to add on a sour note sorry chinese pmis yeah both below 50 uh, well, 50.1 and 45, but which means the composite is 48.8. So that has sent a few alarm bells mm-hmm. that China is now officially contracting thanks to COVID restrictions. COVID restrictions, but their daily case count uh, zero. Apparently. And yeah, so we will continue to flesh out with our guests whether or not that means stimulus and the way in mm. which we've become used to and that we automatically expect will be good for Australia, a boom to Australia, or if things will be different this time around. And many conversations that I've had says it's, it's, it's going to be different this time well, around. Well, today was kids are only allowed three hours a week of gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like that implemented in my <laughs> house just quietly. <laughs> well, that's up to you, Annette. You're, I'm you're here the king of your castle. <laughs> this is true. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're all going to have to do a little detox, I think, after this uh, lockdown yes. is over. Um, I'm going to have to stop watching 
so much TV on the couch at night as well. But, you know, the longer days is helping with that as well. Oh, brighter mornings. I'm enjoying those, I have to say. Hey, listen, tonight we get Euro Area Annual Inflation. It's expected to trend back down in the coming months. We also get home prices, a couple of reads on that, in the U.S. And they're expected to continue to gain. House prices are doing Uh, really strong things in the U.S., generally speaking, as well. And we get the Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index, which is anticipated to drift down because, of course, recycling through some of the comps and because Mm. Delta... It's Delta out sickness there. And, yeah. and deaths. Some states are at capacity in their ICU wards, so it'll be interesting to see how that yeah. pans out. Oh, gosh. Um, look, we'll call it a day. Uh, just to reiterate, we had a positive session here in Australia, 7,300... 500, sorry, 7,535 for the XJO. That's a rise of four-tenths of a percent. Biggest gains coming through in Infotech. We'll see you tomorrow, Annette. Yep. GDP day. GDP day. Pointy heads. Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.